0: Welcome to Your Active's Digital Brief Podcast. My name is Samuel Stolton, and each week I aim to bring you some of the most relevant and timely technology stories in the world of EU politics and policy. This week we examine the Commission's plans to introduce a Digital Green Certificate, the aim of which is to ensure the freedom of movement within the EU during the Covid crisis. For a full breakdown of all the most important stories over the past seven days in this patch, Sign up to my free newsletter or take a look at it online at youractive.com. This is Your Active's Digital Brief Podcast. Earlier this week, EU ambassadors agreed a mandate for negotiations with the European Parliament on the proposal for a Digital Green Certificate. This certificate will facilitate safe and free movement during the COVID-19 pandemic by providing proof that a person has been vaccinated against COVID-19, received a negative test result or recovered from the virus. But there are, of course, wider concerns at play, particularly in the digital field here. Critics say that such a centralized vaccination register could be too easily hacked and that there is also the risk that sensitive health data may be used for other means by public authorities in the future. There are also worries with regards to the extent by which third parties may access some of the data obtained. In a text endorsed by EU diplomats earlier this week, they did recognise the importance of strong data protection protocols, and the Council said that the joint opinion of the European Data Protection Supervisor and the European Data Protection Board was taken into account in the composition of the text, For their part, the Council has now adopted a mandate to begin negotiations with MEPs on the plans. And earlier this week, the EU's Justice Commissioner, Didier Reinders, was doing his part to convince members of the Civil Liberties Committee that the initiative would be fully compliant with the bloc's high data protection standards. Reinders told members that pilot schemes will be launched at the beginning of June, with a provisional date of June 21st to have the system operational. He also spoke about the importance of preserving the principle of data minimization, as outlined in the General Data Protection Regulation. Let's take a listen.
1: I want to to insist maybe on the data protection issue, and you will have a discussion, of course, uh, with uh, EDPS uh, later on this, but I want to uh, to say that the purpose is clearly defined in Article 1 of the proposal. The objective is to have mutually accepted documentation regarding COVID-19 to facilitate free movement. The proposal also establishes an objective and direct link of strict necessity between the data processed and the objective of guaranteeing free movement. The list of data covered is based on discussions with public health experts of the member states. They have identified the minimum data set needed for the three certificates in a travel-related context. And so we'll continue to work with the experts uh, in the uh, Earth network about the, the way forward. And the proposal uh, uh, tried to uh, identify, uh, again, I repeat, the minimum set of data. Needed to organize the process. This purpose is clearly defined in the proposal, and the data to be processed are strictly limited to what is necessary for the purpose. If member states want to use the certificate also for other purposes, I repeat, because there were also some questions on this, then any hypothetical national legislations enabling those other uses has to comply with necessity and proportionality requirements as well and uh, be GDPR compliant. And again, uh, it will be uh, very important to, to try to see how it's possible to use only one certificate in the entire Europe, uh, but for other use, we don't want to regulate that in this uh, regulation, but we repeat, it will be important for
0: the member states to be in full compliance with the GDPR. Then Reinders was also keen to talk about data retention and how the plans currently on the table endorsed the fact that authorities must not hold on to the data obtained for longer than is necessary. The proposal states clearly that the personal data
1: processed for the purpose of issuing the the certificate must not be retained longer than than is necessary for its purpose, and in no case longer than the period for which the certificate may be used to exercise the right to free movement. As a result... There is a legal obligation to erase uh, the data when no longer necessary and, in any case, after the end of the pandemic, when the certificates can no longer be used. The proposal explicitly prohibits the retention of the personal data accessed during the verification process. The proposal provides a legal basis for the processing of personal data in a free movement context, which is limited to pandemics. Uh, The proposal contains a clear a suspension mechanism when the end of the pandemic has been declared. I know that there are many discussions on this. Uh, Is it better to go to a sunset clause? I have said due to the uncertainty, it's very difficult to fix uh, a sunset clause. So we have to make a proposal with the end of the pandemic declared by the WHO and the reactivation, of course, with the parliament, if there is, unfortunately, a new pandemic in the future. That does not affect the storage of such data, for other purposes, uh, such as for the purpose of pharmacovigilance uh, or for the maintenance of individual personal health records, which is already taking place. This, however, must be based on a specific national legal basis, which is not to be found in the Commission's uh, proposal.
0: Meanwhile, the European Data Protection Supervisor, Wojciech Wivorowski, chimed in on this point in particular as part of the Civil Liberties Committee meeting this week.
2: We have called the proposal to expressly provide the access to subsequent use of the data by the member states once the pandemic has ended, is not permitted under the proposal and provide the clear indications in this regard. At the same time, we have also highlighted that the application of the proposed regulation must be strictly limited to this COVID crisis and that restrictions imposed shall not apply to
0: other emergencies after the ongoing pandemic is over. Moreover, Vivorovsky also noted concerns with potential third country transfers of the data obtained, as well as the necessity for clarity for EU citizens on who exactly has access to the data as part of the new digital certificate scheme.
2: Why is it important to know the controllers? Well, the answer is extremely easy because that's the basics of the transparency that the GDPR gives to the people. People should know who is processing the data and who has an access to this data. That's the starting point of our discussion about the possible necessity of the processing of the data. Uh, one of the things which we do not know too much about is the international transfer of data out of the European area, because on one hand, uh, this is not the main reason that this regulation has been created. Uh, but on the other hand, there is a possibility to uh, check the certificate and check the data which is in the certificate out of the EU-located uh, uh, institutions. Uh, That also means uh, that uh, the cooperation with uh, international transport organizations, especially IATA, should be taken under special monitoring. Uh, uh, I think many of the members of the European Parliament know that uh, uh, right now the information about the health data of the passengers is stored outside of Europe, and this information about the Uh, the uh, uh, data which is in the certificates may be also interesting for the uh, for the
0: uh, external uh, entities. So there are many more creases to be ironed out before this system becomes fully operational, not least within the EU data protection framework. And we'll have to follow this issue as we get closer to charting a path out from these very strange times. And hopefully we won't have to wait too long to do so. And that's all we've got time for today. We conclude with a personal message from me this week. I shall be leaving you active, so this is the last time you will hear my voice, at least through this channel. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in all over the world to our digital brief podcasts week in, week out. We very much do appreciate your time. As always, remember that online with us you can get a comprehensive breakdown of all the tech stories in the EU politics and policy domain with my free digital brief newsletter. Sign up online today. And don't forget to also subscribe to this podcast published on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. For the very last time, I've been Samuel Stolton, and thank you for listening.